0: Alright, Haley, we're gonna watch this and we're not gonna cry this time.
1: What what do you mean by this? Iron Giant. Sorry?
0: The Iron Giant. One more time? The Iron Giant
1: Oh my god, Scott, why why do you do this to me? I that's such a sad it's a wonderful movie. I, I do love it, but it's so sad.
0: What's sad about this?
1: You are where you choose to be.
0: <laughs> see <laughs> what did i tell you
1: sad right you did this to us you did this to us
0: the iron giant it's in the basket the writer's bagel basket oh my god we uh thank you for the uh, food that mom has put in front of us and stop the uh, the devil from doing bad things and, uh... Get out of here! Uh... Satan. Tear me apart, Lisa! Aw, oh, dang! I'm so excited! I'm so... I'm scared!
1: Oh, no. Hey, would you mind putting that gun away? My wife doesn't care, but I'm a very timid fellow. You idiot. Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because...
0: Remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writers Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Carlin. Hi. And we're ending 90s November in December because people got sick and uh, don't ask about it.
1: (laughs) Those people being you and me.
0: Yeah, well one of us had a voice. I I could have persevered through it, but but you sounded like a 100-year-old chain smoker.
1: <laughs> Listen. I got into a fight with a sea witch. She decided to be a bitch about it. <laughs> and yeah, she took my voice.
0: So, yeah, we're we're at, we're ending in December, but we have another episode coming out this same week. So, we're going right into Christmas and Haley's on that one too. So we're talking about the iron giant to end this whole theme of 90s cold war, November. That's right.
1: (laughs) That's right. I forgot you stuck to that theme. Well, I I mean,
0: the only one that we were definitely unable to do because of scheduling conflicts with the guest was October sky, but you were always going to do iron giant. So
1: I'm really surprised you didn't get my brother on this one. He loves The Iron Giant.
0: Yeah, but he lives far away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is it is difficult to coordinate.
0: So, we did The Iron Giant. This is the third in a trilogy of movies that I always watch, Madanne, October Sky, and The Iron Giant, cuz they all take place in 1958 to 62. Kennedy is alive in all of these. (laughs) Not for long. I think, I actually think Eisenhower is the president of this one. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so in the 90s, there was this whole thing that we talked about in Madiné where they had Cold War movies aimed at kids. And this is the one that was aimed at the youngest demographic. Like, you could get away with Madiné and... October Sky being for teenagers. But this is for children.
1: This really reminds me of if Stephen King wrote a Cold War story for, he did. for kids.
0: Oh, not for kids, but he did write a Cold War story. Well, yeah, I figured he. he yeah, did, but... the, the Kennedy one, 11-22-63. That one is a Ah,
1: uh, yes, that one. <laughs> the one that I have no I'll tell you off of. mic
0: because it will break your brain. <laughs> any hoozle. this one was part of i told you back when you did mystery Men*. there was a weekend where i saw three movies in theaters i saw mystery man on friday and i saw this to end it and the one we saw in the middle was the sixth sense
1: i have a question for you okay did you throw up after going on that emotional roller coaster
0: well my dad my dad's like okay sixth sense was really intense we should watch something lighthearted. Let, let's go see The Iron Giant. It's a kid's movie. And, you know, I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, my bar mitzvah <laughs> was in four weeks, and I was like, that just put me more on edge. Or was it six weeks? It doesn't matter, but it it made me more nervous to read the Torah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what is the blockbuster rule for The Iron Giant?
1: So uh, we have Little Town, It's a Quiet Village, somewhere in Maine. Rockwell. Rockwell, which is a fake town.
0: Yes, it's clearly Kenny Buck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, where a giant robot shows up and a little boy teaches him how to love and also be Superman. Yeah, that
0: that that's right. I don't know if anyone I'm getting heard... better at these. Yeah, you are. I don't know if anyone heard that on the mic, but my entire neck cracked all the way around.
1: Oh I'm jealous. Hang on, let's see if I can do it. Oh. Uh, oh, oh do you hear that? Yeah, I hear that. Oh god, I hope that stays in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this film was Brad Bird's uh directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Up until this point. He... What ha-
1: what ha- what delights has Brad Bird brought us, Scott?
0: besides this yes before it or after (laughs) because before he was on the simpsons he was directing the simpsons yep after he made the incredibles he made ratatouille he made tomorrow good for him i
1: hope it i hope he makes it
0: (laughs) he made in my opinion the greatest mission impossible movie ghost protocol which
1: oh i didn't know he directed one of those
0: yeah They wanted him to direct another one, too. And he's like, no, I'm going to make Tomorrowland and everyone's (laughs) not going to see it.
1: He's like, I'm still waiting for my big break.
0: So The Iron Giant was a film that stuck with me as a kid. Like, to me, I watched Siskel and Ebert's review, or uh, it was Ebert and Roper at this point, R.I.P., Gene Siskel. But his review of this, Roger Ebert said this may be the greatest film ever (laughs) made. Really? Roger Ebert had such a heart on for animation. Mm. He loved animation. He advocated for it. He said that this in Akira... Hey, I
1: can get on board with that. I love animation.
0: He said this in Akira... Akira. ...were the two greatest movies ever made.
1: I still have yet to see Akira.
0: Yeah, it will, it will fuck you up. I'm sure it will. <laughs> if that episode of Rick and Morty didn't fuck you up... Would, oh, yeah. The Death yeah. Crystal one? yeah. So, any but, this film, I saw that review and I was like, I didn't want to see The Sixth Sense. I didn't want to know, spoiler alerts for The Sixth Sense, that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. I don't want to watch a movie that deals with death. And my dad's like, okay, okay, okay. Well, go see The Iron Giant like you wanted to see. And then I'm watching and I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, oh, man, why didn't I go see... Insert nineteen ninety nine rom com here. <laughs> oh, that would have been the summer of American Pie. Well, there you go. Yeah, we had already snuck into that movie, me and my friends. Oh yeah. Yeah, we told we told my parents. Yeah, we're gonna go see the clumps, and we snuck into American Pie.
1: Hmm. <laughs> naughty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But the Iron Giant. Also,
1: you snuck into a movie. How sacrilegious for you. I had already seen The
0: Clumps four times at that point. So, <laughs> so I, you
1: figured they owed you one.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: four times.
0: I love Eddie Murphy.
1: But The Clumps.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's. Don't judge me. I like that movie. It's good. <laughs> okay. It's got Janet Jackson in it. And like six Eddie Murphy's. <laughs> you don't say. Anyways. But this... like
1: this is this is this is a movie that operates very much on a small scale. It's very short when compared to other animated movies.
0: It's exactly ninety minutes. Oh really? Okay. It's, it's, it
1: feels shorter. It's in twenty nine
0: minutes and fifty nine seconds.
1: Okay. But like there's only like really four characters in it
0: five if you count the general but yeah but
1: he's like so you know minimal he only shows up at the very end but he's
0: the so what we've been talking about all month is how ducking cover doesn't exist like it, it, (laughs) it won't protect you and and how it it's the government telling you you'll be safe in this movie we literally have the general who is in a three-star general in charge of the government saying, this won't work, we're all going to die. This, yeah. <laughs> is, this is a lie that we've been telling people, and I am Fraser's dad.
1: That missile is targeted to the giant's current position! Where's the giant, Mansley?
0: Well, uh, We can duck and cover. There's a fallout shelter right There's there. There's no we... way to survive this, you idiot!
1: You mean we're all going to die, Mansley, for our country. Screw our country! I want to live! But well, what about the movie we've been watching in class?
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. Ah, oh, where's Frasier? Niles? That's Did my... you
1: see the, the original Duck and Cover movie in school?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I fell asleep during it, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Yeah. We also had to watch the puberty videos <laughs> from the 1960s. You've never seen those? No. No, no. (laughs) This is Jimmy and Jamie. Jamie is a girl. Jimmy is a boy. Jimmy is going through changes, and so is Jamie. Oh, God. Every lunar cycle, Jamie's uterine (laughs) line. I'm like,
1: ah, no. Every lunar cycle. (laughs) When the moon is (laughs) in retrograde. Yeah. Jimmy develops an unquenchable thirst that can only be sated by blood. (laughs)
0: You'll notice that Jimmy's voice is changing and his pants are getting tighter, but he hasn't gained weight. (laughs) And he's
1: growing fur and his legs are getting longer. And are those claws?
0: (laughs) I would love to see one of those 1960s like puberty videos, but it's about like a serial killer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I saw. Well, I think I already talked about this on the podcast. I... I went to many different schools growing up because I moved around a lot and um, somehow it always worked out where every new school I went to they were starting like
0: maturation.
1: No the like the like they always had health class where they were doing like the miracle of life video.
0: Yeah that's maturation. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you call it maturation. I call it not a good time. <laughs>
0: Once again, this was... This, <laughs> I
1: call it, here we go again.
0: This was that science teacher who couldn't keep his pants up. Like, it wasn't that he was weird or anything.
1: Oh, yeah, this guy that he, you mentioned before. He
0: couldn't afford a belt, pretty much.
1: You can't... I don't, I don't care how poor you are. Grab some shoelaces okay, and make yourself a belt.
0: I've teased this on the podcast. He got his stomach stapled. And he was so cheap that he didn't want to buy new clothes. Okay. So he lost a ton of weight. Well, and-
1: if you're not buying Mickey D's anymore, the least you can go and do is buy a belt. <laughs> so he- you're not dropping trow in the middle of health class. He literally
0: looked like David Byrne from the Stop Making Sense <laughs> documentary <laughs> with the oversized suit. Yep, yep. As the days go by. And your body is going through changes, and the days go by, and this funny feeling changes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I would get to a new school, and they'd be like, okay, we're going to health class now, and then it would just be like, and today, we're going to be watching a very important video, and I'd just be in the back like, God damn
0: it! I think in seventh grade, when this came out on VHS, uh, our history teacher showed us this, showed us the Iron Giant. Because
1: mm-hmm. I had a science teacher show us uh, Spirited Away.
0: It was that your science teacher Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the history teacher was like, "Yeah, this was a very important time in history." I'm like. Yeah, cuz I can't believe that a giant metal man came to earth either.
1: <laughs> but you know what I can believe? A tiny desk will save me from a nuclear holocaust. They ha- they need
0: to show like real life that happening like in in these like bo- both this and oh wait, no, they mentioned in Madone. Yeah, your skin will fall off. Oh God, no! Don't show them that. No, I, 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 the the main beatnik girl is like, no, your skin will fall off and your organs will like come out your throat. <laughs> like,
1: oh God, no! <laughs> what do you want them to sit through Chernobyl?
0: I sure do. Jesus. I mean, but Jared Harris is delightful.
1: Oh God, no!
0: Foundation star Jared Harris.
1: Jesus, and you thought traum- uh, childbirth was traumatic enough? <laughs> oh fuck, no!
0: So this movie has a really great cast. But the one who is like leading it all is 12-year-old actor Eli Martell. who he's was He's brilliant. He he was Stifler's little brother also in American Pie.
1: So it was a busy year for him.
0: Yeah. He literally doesn't have to act anymore cuz this movie is Royalties and the first two American Pie movies that he's in he he made money.
1: Well, as we discussed before, this movie kind of bridge. Like, it's a good Thanksgiving movie. It's a solid Thanksgiving movie, and not just because of the setting, but, like, it's it's got that, like... It's fall. A, yeah. Well, it, it's Maine. Well, no, but I just mean, like, just the vibe the movie gives off. Yeah, I don't that's know. Maine.
0: <laughs> if you go to Maine any time of the year, it's I'm not fall. talking
1: about the scenery. I'm also talking about, like... Yeah. You know, family and...
0: Yeah, and a strange, you know, G-man from the government showing up and harassing a a young boy. strange what? A a G-man from the government.
1: Oh. A strange...
0: Oh. Okay, we should say this is Haley's first time actually using headphones.
1: It's very disorienting for me. This is going to take some getting used to. (laughs) And a
0: strange, strange G-man... But this is the movie that, like, I was like, I I relate the most to Hogarth Hughes. Because you've seen photos of me as a little boy. I looked like Hogarth. You
1: you really did. Yeah. It's unnerving.
0: Yeah. I looked like Hogarth. I had the messed up teeth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Didn't we all?
0: Well, mine is because I, when I was little, I fell headfirst into a uh, coffee table. mm so I had, like, one tooth that was, like, kind of yeah. at an angle. <sighs> Ooh. Yeah, and I also said, uh, Dean, with a giant smile on my face.
1: <laughs> it's I cr- love Dean.
0: <laughs> you mean Annie, Annie Live star Harry Connick Jr.?
1: Yeah, him.
0: Yeah, apparently that he had a scandal from Annie Live. His bald cap flew off. <laughs> oh, God. The, but whatever will we do but that's the only reason why i kind of want to watch it now to see his bald cap fly off. <laughs> that
1: oh the oh okay yeah, i thought you he, meant like on stage i'm like that's not that no big a no deal.
0: no the nbc gotcha he played daddy okay. warbucks okay. dean played daddy warbucks okay which in real life so he can sing oh yeah he did all, he did all the singing for when harry met sally the it had to be you that's him
1: oh shit okay
0: yeah because according to rob reiner i had to cast harry connick jr as the voice of this movie because he sounds like frank sinatra spoilers he doesn't (laughs) he's just a nice man with a nice voice (laughs) but yeah
1: that that his imdb page (laughs) a nice man with a nice voice well it's ironic that he's
0: in this because like he made his career doing covers of 1960 standards, like Frank Sinatra standards from the okay, 50s. Yeah, so he's perfect for this.
1: Yeah, it's like Seth Meyers before Seth Meyers or yeah. um Seth McFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, one I, of the Seths. I don't want Seth. to hear Seth Meyers sing. Yeah. <laughs> so Seth Meyers doesn't want to hear Seth Meyers sing.
0: But yeah, Dean. I always thought Dean was like the coolest.
1: Yeah, you asked me, like, were you one of the girls who had a crush on Dean? Actually, no. But, like, he looks like Bill Pullman. No, he doesn't. And Bill Paxton had a baby. No, he doesn't. Oh, my God. No, he doesn't. I'm sorry. You can't capture the beautiful mystique that is Bill Pullman slash Bill Paxton.
0: But Brad Bird said he based the design. I
1: don't care. (laughs) You can't capture it. You can't bottle it.
0: Yeah, when I tell you who was originally cast as Dean but had to drop out, you're going to be really upset. Who? Brendan Fraser.
1: (gasps) Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm so mad. Because he he had to... Why couldn't he?
0: He was doing The Mummy.
1: Never mind. (laughs) Fuck this movie. (laughs) You love this movie. I do. I'm just saying, like, if it gave us... If it allowed us Brendan Fraser's The Mummy... Yeah. Which is what I'm going to call it from now.
0: Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. <laughs> Not Steven Summers The Mummy? No.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Yeah. Brad Bird also has a... So, are you aware of Brad Bird as, like, an animator? Like, how he... He went to Cal Art with all of the Pixar people and Tim Burton. No. But the reason why he was able to go to The Simpsons and then make this movie is because... He impressed Steven Spielberg with a short film called An American Dog about a dog that stops two burglars from burgl- burglarizing. It's It was Home Alone before Home Alone. Okay. So he was able to do that, then go to The Simpsons, then make this movie because he impressed Steven Spielberg. And that's why Amblin is one of the producers of this
1: movie. Good for him.
0: Yeah, so Brad Bird... Also has a habit of making his villains kind of look like himself,
1: yes the
0: design the design of Kent mansley, I almost said Kent Brockman uh, from the Simpsons, <laughs> Kent mansley and uh syndrome buddy is it buddy Pines?
1: I have no idea okay. i don't i I know it's buddy, yeah I think I it's I don't buddy remember Pines. if they gave him a last name
0: um but he designed both of them to kind of look like himself totally by accident
1: so he's a ginger he
0: is oh okay well that that weird ginger that's almost blonde yeah like like pete holmes okay yeah yeah so but
1: yeah all of these characters are very like pointy well yeah pointy
0: pointy facial features
1: yeah large forehead crazy hair yes Weird, sickly smirk on their face.
0: The weird part is, if you look at Kent Kent Mansley's design, Shooter McGavin, Christopher McDonald, from Happy Gilmore, makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you look at Syndrome from Incredibles, Jason Lee also makes sense in a weird way. He has he has a knack. Brad Bird has a knack for picking the right people for the voices. It's so weird.
1: Well, maybe he has those specific people in mind first before he draws them, and then he, but you know, creates the character in mind,
0: and he got lucky and got Harry Connick Jr. So, I just
1: there's plenty of fish in the sea. There's plenty of voices for cartoons.
0: I just remember seeing the poster for this as a kid, and and they have Kent Mansley in the corner looking evil. I'm like, I bet. I bet Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore is the voice of that guy. And I saw the movie. I'm like, it
1: is.
0: (laughs) And it it just breaks my heart because that man could have been my movie dad.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Leave it to Beaver.
1: Yeah. Well, wait.
0: He played Ward Cleaver. Well,
1: yeah, but they wanted you to play. uh...
0: The fat kid. They wanted me to play Lumpy.
1: Yeah. So he technically wouldn't have been your movie dad
0: no I would have been one of those latchkey kids who never <laughs> yeah I definitely uh but if I if I did take that role then I would have got cast in jingle all the way and Phil Hartman would have been my dad oh Phil Hartman <sighs> R.I.P.
1: <laughs> you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take Scott thank
0: you Yogi Barrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Kent Mansley so This is a guy that I absolutely hate. And granted, you're supposed to hate him. But something about this character just gets under your skin just right away. Every sinister face he makes,
0: I was just thinking, you could make a screen grab of that, and then you would have what Seth Meyers does, when or uh, SNL does when they describe an evil politician. This man seen right here watching, you know, a bunch of uh, orphans drowned in a bus accident. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's Kent Mansley. Like his evil grin, his evil face is so terrifying. Yeah,
1: even when he's being friendly, he's just he's just slimy, slimy character.
0: Hey there, champ.
1: Yeah. Hey there, sport. Where are you I, going? As I like to call him. Because he, what, he's, what is it you referred to him as? A G-man?
0: Yeah, he's FBI. Is that a
1: technical term? Yeah. G-man? Yeah.
0: FBI. Government man.
1: Okay. That's the first time I'm hearing it.
0: Um, You're talking to someone who is obsessed with the 1920s, 30s, and 40s? Yeah, I know what the term is.
1: <laughs> well, I like to call him Mulder and Scummy. That too. Because that's exactly what he is. He shows up and... His intention is to track down, you know, whatever is causing chaos in the town. And then, unexpectedly, he stumbles across something that even he didn't expect.
0: Annie Hughes, the sex pot of this movie.
1: (laughs) Played by Jennifer Aniston.
0: Oh, Jennifer Aniston. You know that if they couldn't get her, they probably would have went with, like, Lauren Graham, Lorelai Gilmore.
1: You know, if they didn't call this movie The Iron Giant, it would be how difficult it is to be a single mom in the 50s
0: (laughs) yeah because wasn't she treated like you know a leper
1: no i mean well not in the the movie but in the 50s like
0: single
1: single... i think there was a stigma yeah against you know single parents in the 50s definitely you wanted to keep that like nuclear family
0: (laughs) i always find it so weird that that's the term they used for describing the perfect family yeah you always wanna have this atomic family going for you. Yeah. I just didn't understand why Hogarth, you know, I guess you could say he's the anti serial killer because he wants to save little woodland creatures. Like the squirrel. You know, the squirrel. Oh yeah. He's obsessed with like saving animals and keeping them as pets.
1: Well, he's got nothing else to do.
0: Yeah, because all the I ki- mean like
1: like You know, he says in his caffeine addled rant later. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really get along with anybody. He's known for being very smart. And he's kind of pushed aside for it as like a nerd. So that's. But he's like, I just do the homework, guys. So
0: that's why he hangs out with robots and, you know, 30-year-old men. Wouldn't
1: you? Hang out with
0: robots and 30-year-old men.
1: Oh, well, no, maybe not the 30-year-old men. Because if you're hanging out with 30-year-old men as a... You know, a child. You might be finding yourself in a... uh, Well. I was going to say... Murdered? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's bad no matter what. But Dean... Dean's an artist. An artist with a capital A. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a beatnik, right? Yes. That's what they refer to him as?
0: Yes, he's a beatnik.
1: Yeah. Hey,
0: man, I wish you'd talk the you way- You know what?
1: I take it back, Scott. If this movie has taught us anything, it is perfectly acceptable for a 30-year-old man to hang out with a young boy. You know who also thought that? John Wayne Gacy. Oh, God. Geez. He had that cross stitched into a pillow in his home. Oh, my God. No. No. Hey, do you want to go into my crawl space? No. Something cool down there for you. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Are you saying you want to play with my giant robot? Oh, can we talk about how fast Dean and Annie fall in love?
1: Yeah, they uh, I love so when we first meet Dean, he's asleep at her diner.
0: I've been there, man. Yeah, I literally have done in New York, worked on movie sets. For 48 hours straight and fell asleep in, you know, the 2nd Avenue diner.
1: Yeah, did you have a little boy wake you up to tell you that his squirrel may possibly be in your pants?
0: No, no, I literally had uh, a waitress spill a malt on me, like a frap, totally by accident. Oh, okay. She tripped.
1: Talk about a cold, cold wake up
0: yeah i I woke up i'm like
1: oh god can i get one of those <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a good breakfast malt
0: no i fell asleep that i missed breakfast and i woke up at lunch so i got a patty melt in a malt <laughs> and a squirrel up the leg
1: yeah but here's the thing it's like you know, I know we're to assume that Hogarth's mom is kind of like an outsider. You know, they live on the very edge of town. She doesn't seem to have a lot going on besides her son. But once you're the guy with the squirrel in your pants, you're forever the guy with the squirrel in your pants. I
0: I don't know why this might be like a Mandela effect of thing, but watch, watching it this time... I always thought when he goes, sorry for this, everyone, I always thought someone like gasped and screamed. I don't know why. Watching it this time, that didn't happen. It was just like, oh, God, the the squirrel's everywhere. But I thought it was like a... It'd be funny
1: if he had just like two squirrels or even three.
0: (laughs) But I I don't know why... Oh, God, there's more! I don't know why I thought it was like a blazing saddles, excuse me while I whip this out. (gasps) But...
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, because I didn't know where you where you were going with that. Because he unzips his pants. Yeah, no, no, I know, but because like, he says sorry the about this. Everyone saddles reference makes more sense. Yeah. to me now.
0: Yeah, because he's like sorry about this, everyone, and then he unzips his
1: pants. Yeah,
0: but didn't he get on like a list? Because isn't that technically, you know?
1: I think when showing I think the world your squirrel, <laughs> Dean and Annie have a moment where kind of like you know sparks are flying and they're establishing chemistry. And he says to her, like, oh, you know, that's a good kid you got there. It's like, you really don't want to hear that from the guy who's got woodland animals in his Grendel. You really <laughs> don't.
0: Ah, uh, he's a good kid. My chipmunk friends say he's, like, the best. I'll introduce <laughs> you to Alvin and Simon. Theodore, he's a rascal. But What I do love about this edition of the movie, The Restoration, they kept the film grain in. Usually when they do the high def transfer. Oh
1: yeah, I totally noticed that too.
0: Oh, fuck you.
1: I I perceived that from minute one.
0: <sighs> me as yeah. a person, me as a film historian and someone who loves like restoring movies, I really hate when high def movies, you know, look too polished.
1: You know what I really hate, Scott? What? When a guy from the government comes and stays at my home. Okay, smartass, And he eats my food.
0: <laughs>
1: and he chloroforms me in the middle of the night and <laughs> tries to relate to me and, you know, potentially tries to fuck my mom. I don't know what's going on there. It's I think- weird. I find the whole...
0: Kent Mansley.
1: Well, Kent Mansley is just unnerving, period. He's like up there with Gaston for me. Yeah. Yeah probably actually a little bit worse than gaston
0: because he has a gun yeah i mean gaston has a gun too but he has a comical he has one of those ones that looks like a you know uh phonograph yeah (laughs) but i think the scariest thing about kent kent mansley is when he like says oh it'd be a shame if anything happened to your mother oh
1: yeah that scared me as a kid because i was like wait they can they can take you away from your parents oh
0: uh, god damn it kent Mansley.
1: but even then you know yeah. i had some semblance of knowledge of the law at this point and i was like you need to lawyer up hogarth yeah that's what i'm saying to you in when he gets
0: chloroformed and he's got the light in his eyes i'm like hogarth just say lawyer yeah i plead the fifth i am not <laughs> i know I want my, my rights la- <laughs> i want my lawyer <laughs> <laughs> who were the lawyers who helped OJ
1: <laughs> Oh god
0: <laughs> But Hogarth like He can outsmart
1: Kent To a certain degree But I think Oh yeah I love that moment later where they're having that standoff And they both fall asleep But then in the morning You know Kent Looks into the next room and he's like "Ah, Still there I did my job, and Hogarth just walks across the hallway, and he's like, morning, Kent.
0: I had that shirt as a kid, so I literally could have gone as Hogarth for Halloween. I had that same exact shirt he was wearing. (laughs) And I think I had that jacket, too. Oh, fuck. That would have been the perfect.
1: So what I'm hearing is you dressed a lot like you were from the 50s.
0: Golly gee whiz. (laughs) Whiz bang. (laughs) Zip, zap. Zippity do, yeah. That's how they talk in the fifties, right? No, okay, sure. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the Iron Giant yet. We haven't even talked about Fast and Furious star Vin Diesel. Yeah, and I was explaining to you that
1: the movie that defined his entire career outside of Fast and the Furious. This is what Vin Diesel's career is. I,
0: I figured out the m- what he was promoting. Growling
1: and one word answers.
0: Yeah, I figured out the movie that he was promoting when he was on an award show and went into the Iron Giant voice. It was three years later and it was for Triple X. Oh. Yeah. He was with, uh, uh, I think it was all three Destiny Child singers and he just starts doing the Iron Giant voice and he's like, Superman. And they're like, what the fuck is going on here?
1: Yeah, who the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> who the fuck invited Vin Diesel to this party? <laughs> But apparently he like was uh, the suggestion of Steven Spielberg to be the Iron Giant because Spielberg worked with him on uh, Saving Private Ryan. He's like, know who would make a great robot with no emotion and then too much emotion? <laughs> Vin Diesel. Because that's what you want for your career. The guy who played the robot. Yeah. Ah, he is great. What? He is Groot.
1: Uh, uh, Do you hear me disagree? Yeah, and I
0: I didn't realize this until after we watched this movie, but we technically have a wall in our house dedicated to Vin Diesel.
1: Oh, shit, we do.
0: (laughs) Totally by accident. Yeah. Haley painted me a picture for my birthday and for our anniversary, two separate occasions. One is a Groot, one is an Iron Giant. Yep. Where's my Dominic Toretto? All about my family.
1: I'm really bad at portraits. <laughs> I mean, if you want Vin Diesel to look like a potato, I can give you that.
0: Okay. How is that any different?
1: <laughs> Ouch. Bird. Have you
0: ever seen that photo of fat Vin Diesel? No? no. Oh, I'll show you after the podcast. Better
1: yet, just share it on the uh, Instagram.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, Fat Vin Diesel during quarantine chef's kiss perfect so yeah the Iron Giant his voice is so childlike but also terrifying at the same time
1: yeah. yeah it's like that deep resonant metal voice
0: yeah and I love how Hogarth is like teaching him like he is a his brother like a little brother a little sister yep but then he does, like, what any older sibling would do and is like, no,
1: don't do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, come on. Stop eating the power lines. We need that.
0: <sighs> come on in. The, the water's great.
1: <laughs> no, thanks.
0: You. We weenie. Need- Come on in. It's really, really refreshing. What? You too? You big baby? Uh, yeah. Uh, can we talk about the fact that Hogarth wouldn't have been able to actually turn that.
1: I'm still surprised that that switch itself wasn't like behind glass or like you didn't need a key to access it. This was the
0: 50s. They they were like so clean cut. They didn't expect anyone to do anything that would turn off the electricity for the entire town. They'd be like, hey, see that right there? And that's
1: why so many serial killers were oper- operating during this time, Scott. Oh, man. It's not that bad stuff wasn't happening. It's just that they didn't know it was happening. <laughs> kind of like when a giant robot invades your tiny ass town yeah oh
0: I remember what I wanted to say the reason why anything happens in the movie like Kent Mansley coming to this town is because of that stupid you know uh, uh, boat driver guy at the beginning of the movie he's like I called the government you're the reason why all this shit happens you're the reason why Hogarth doesn't end up with a robot thank you long
1: John Silver's
0: i call the government fuck you (laughs) yeah i also kent
1: mansley has way too much pull for someone in his position yeah he's like essentially he's a ghostbuster
0: no that's an insult to ghostbusters he's like the guy in ghostbusters who wants to shut them down he's he's walter peck from the epa Don't you insult the Ghostbusters, not in this house.
1: I'm not insulting them. But the Ghostbusters do not have this kind of pull with the military.
0: No, just the mayor. (laughs) But yeah.
1: But like he has the ear of the general. Even though at first... He sets off the atomic bomb. Yeah. Like even before he's gotten really any evidence... They bring an entire fleet. They bring the planes, the trains, and the automobiles. Yeah. Oh.
0: I, I found someone uh, made an entire model of the Iron Giant as the burger guy on the billboard. Oh, yeah? Someone recreated that with models. And it looked amazing, and I want it so bad. <laughs> That's my favorite still from the movie. That and... Annie Hughes standing at the cliff where,
1: oh yeah, where they fly off. Yeah,
0: yeah. um, There's
1: there's a lot of beautiful scenes in this movie.
0: Yeah, like Bumby's mom.
1: Oh, Bumby's mom.
0: Yeah, I I
1: honestly I get so messed up the social awareness that Hogarth has, and the way he's able to like convey. Death and also what it means to have a soul and everything—it's like he is—he's leagues above.
0: Yeah, that's everyone. Why, that's why Eli Martel won the Annie Award.
1: It's bad to
0: kill, but it's not bad to die. You die. Well, yes, someday. I die. You're made of metal, but you have feelings,
1: and you think about things, and that means you have a soul, and souls don't die. Well, I mean, certainly for his performance, but I'm talking about the character itself. There's just so much depth to this little boy.
0: Ah, uh, Yeah, explaining death to a robot, which the one thing that he forgets is, um, the iron giant's not gonna die <laughs> <laughs> He's a robot
1: nope let let's go through the iron giant's abilities
0: uh he eats metal like it's food which makes us believe that there is robot acid in his stomach that breaks it down. yeah
1: how is that shit getting converted I wonder
0: I don't know they never explained it. Do you ever read Could the be actual like book? nanobots or something I guess nanites
1: yeah, something like yeah. that. I guess. It's like rebuilding his exoskeleton as he's eating it.
0: Did you read the book that this is I based on? I didn't even
1: on? not... I did not know that this was a book.
0: Yeah. Um, in the book, I believe he comes from the moon, where he eats moon dust. Okay.
1: You mean it's not made out of cheese?
0: Well, he ends up in a, a small island in Ireland. And...
1: So, Ireland.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Huh. and that's i'm just
1: kidding i know there's like islands then the coast everything of.
0: else is pretty much the same yeah um but yeah hogarth his sensitivity and understanding wise beyond his ears
1: very much so it's kind of scary yeah and then you but re- like every kid he's you know as soon as he hears his mom is working late he breaks out the junk food in the bed B-movies. What
0: was your go-to junk food as a kid? (laughs) No, I don't
1: want to say it. You'll make fun of me. You're
0: going to say fruit, aren't you?
1: I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I had gummy snacks. Do you remember the Cosmic Brownies? Yeah. Yeah, I had the Cosmic Brownies. I'd say that. That was my junk food.
0: I had the predecessor before the Cosmic Brownies. They had uh, Bear Claw Brownies where it looked like a bear took a bite out of the actual like cake.
1: So, you were getting less. <laughs> Shut up. And paying for a whole dessert.
0: It was a design. It was the 90s. Uh but the thing that I always ate, my go-to was microwave popcorn.
1: Which as it turns out is very bad for you.
0: I had I had the Do you remember the multicolored popcorn that No. That They had that? Yeah, so what it was from Pop Secret is you would put it in the microwave and they wouldn't tell you what color it was and you had to guess. There was like a little worksheet on the back of the box and you had to guess what color it was per bag.
1: And, wow.
0: <laughs> and mine always turned out to be black because I would burn it.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be my guess, but I just... I fuck up everything i try to cook so
0: well it, it lasted for a year then they had to recall it because apparently the food dye in it had arsenic what
1: oh my god like,
0: the, the way that there's arsenic in apple that's juice. like
1: when they um definitely not as bad but that's like when they released the um flavored bubbles do you remember those like you blow bubbles and they're like bubble gum flavored
0: so, oh, the the ones that you had to put on, like, a straw and blow it up? Or was this, like, the like, soap?
1: But Yeah, like, the soap. Okay. But it had flavor to it. So kids were eating it.
0: Oh, God.
1: Like, I don't know if they were just, like, like oh, it just smells like bubbles. But kids like me were leaping you up and it? trying to eat the bubbles like piranhas.
0: Ugh. The thing that I ate that I shouldn't have was the... Do you remember the dentist would give you, like, the bubble gum flavored fluoride from Ack?
1: Oh, God. Ew. You ate that? Like. Ugh. No. I
0: didn't know you were supposed to gargle with it. Like, I was four. Ugh. They gave me a little vial of something that was pink, and it said bubble gum on it.
1: I mean, I did accidentally once eat cat treats thinking that they were gummies.
0: Go on. So I can't. Don't don't stop there. I can't judge you there. Okay. But yeah.
1: I, I hated the flavor. I still, to this day, I cannot stand the flavor of bubble gum. Like, I know I mentioned it with the bubbles earlier. They had green apple flavored bubbles, so that's where it was at. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, fruit again. <laughs> yeah. But Hogarth takes a Twinkie and fills it with whipped cream. I didn't even know they had Ready Whip back then. I didn't know they had canned whipped cream back then.
1: I didn't either, actually. Yeah. I- well, they had hairspray. Stands to reason.
0: I guess. I guess Red and Link need to do a when was this invented, you know, shuffleboard (laughs) game with whipped cream. But I have tried doing that with a Twinkie after seeing this movie and a can of whipped cream. Doesn't work. Doesn't do that. Brad Bird lied (laughs) to me.
1: Well, you know, back then, Twinkies had a lot more sugar and trans fats, so. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe they were built differently.
0: Some Twinkies, made with lard and sugar.
1: <laughs> yeah, they could have they could have handled that uh that sweet, sweet whipped cream injection.
0: Oh god. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that sounds so gross. So the thing that always looked good until you realize what it is, is Kent's uh uh ice cream soda.
1: Oh, the one where Hogarth with sprinkles the
0: lax in it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why but like animated food looks so good. (laughs) That
1: makes such a great montage where Hogarth is like you know hanging out with the Iron Giant and then you just cut to Kent Mansley just taking his shit (laughs) taking his shit in the woods
0: (laughs) That's always been my biggest fear is having to not be near a bathroom. If
1: a G-Man takes his shit in the woods and no one's around to hear it does it still annoy the fuck out of you? yes 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 correct answer <laughs>
0: but the relationship of hogarth and the iron giant is one of the sweetest like i guess you'll call it you know relationships
1: it's a relationship absolutely but it's so heartbreaking why wouldn't to... you call it a relationship
0: <laughs> i don't know because he's a robot and he... <laughs> he's a robot he's made a of... shh don't say that name don't be one of those people who says that name oh yeah Yeah. my bad every time i see the emotion on the iron giant's face when he sees bumby's mom die
1: yeah i mean the design is actually able it's it's a very simplistic design but it's able to convey a lot
0: yeah but it also reminds me of future Rama when Bender goes. As if, you know, us robots don't have feelings and that makes me very <laughs> sad.
1: <laughs> Honestly, though, the scene that like really like brings tears to my eyes.
0: Is when he sees Hogarth on the ground. Yeah.
1: And he is just like shaking and he like can't process it. And it's just, oh, God.
0: Yeah, it's Every literally like a child time. learning about Honestly, death. Honestly,
1: to me, that is worse than the final scene where he, like, saves the whole town and were to assume that he was destroyed by the bomb. But seeing him, like, react that way to Hogarth, oh, oh, no. It's that's heartbreaking. More, that's more than my tinderhawk bear.
0: <laughs> I, I The part that also gets me, too, is not just that. It's, it's when he... Uh, is playing with Hogarth and he's Superman and Hogarth has the 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 ray gun. Yeah. And when Dean That's Dean's... when
1: we see more of uh we we mentioned some of his powers. But...
0: Yeah, when when Dean yells at him and he's like uh uh yeah, that's oh, that's heartbreaking when he's like you almost did that and when he re- sees like the hole that he put in the wall. Yeah. And he starts getting scared. Uh That and that scene in uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape when Arnie discovers that his mom is dead. Those are the two things that get (laughs) me when people are learning about death really fucks me up. It's
1: like, I feel like Chappie tried to.
0: Don't you dare ever mention that movie on this podcast. No, I
1: know. I know. It could have been so good. And I think it's because we have movies like The Iron Giant where you hope something like that can be good. But it'll never be as good.
0: Yeah. Um. Why did Annie let Kent Mansley... I know she needed someone to rent the room. But why?
1: Again, it's tough being a single mom in the 50s. But yeah. As with, you know, a much older man befriending a small boy... And letting him hang out in his junkyard. And
0: Annie's okay with it, too, because she's like, oh, so this is where he runs off to. Oh, you uh, know what? About- boys
1: will be boys. But, no, I just don't understand the whole, I, I forget what they, they, like, boarding a tenant or whatever they boarding call house. it. Boarding house. It's
0: yeah. a, it, It's a boarding room. It's like Forrest Gump's mom, what she did.
1: It's like Airbnb before Airbnb.
0: I think it's just a and b
1: <laughs> Yeah. And honestly...
0: (laughs) Do you know what would have been better? As
1: someone who is a true crime aficionado...
0: This is how it starts.
1: This is just... uh... How did she not know that, like...
0: For all she knew, Kent Mansley could have killed her, killed Hogarth, and took over the house.
1: Yeah. uh, BTK worked for uh, ADT.
0: Oh, no. So... Oh no! Yeah, yeah. If someone shows up, if a up man at, comes, yeah, from the government
1: in the middle of the night, don't let them in. Yeah, don't let them in. Well,
0: that's the weird thing when he's like, "Is there a phone that I can use?" And yeah, like, no,
1: never, 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 never.
0: Well, even before that, when he says to the the construction worker guy or the maintenance guy, he's like, "Is well, there then, a phone?" Yeah, but and pay they phones. Pull, no they point to
1: annie's well, they, house oh yeah that's
0: yeah. yeah why would you send someone to to a,
1: welcome to the 50s uh but personal uh, safety's not a thing
0: also the fact that dean takes such a shine to hogarth right away and lets you know The Iron Giants stay there.
1: I mean, Dean strikes me as someone who was very perceptive and smart from an early age. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see where he would take a shine to Hogarth because there's a lot of Dean in Hogarth.
0: What what I'm wondering is if this is like a uh, collateral beauty situation where Dean is actually the father of Hogarth and Annie is pretending... Like Dean had an artist breakdown and ran away to the junkyard, and he actually thank
1: you for explaining what collateral beauty is to me.
0: <laughs> collateral beauty. Will Smith has a breakdown after his his child dies, and his ex wife. No, no, br- you
1: you explained it. I got it. Yeah
0: but yeah what what if that was the the situation and he's like okay he's gonna go to his junkyard but hogarth will come around and i'll get my husband back (laughs) dean's just crazy he pretends like he doesn't have a kid in a robot because that's what they all want right a kid in a robot yeah (laughs) 2.5 children and 1.5 of those children is a robot
1: yeah, he's he's in the middle of a growth spurt that's never ending. I I was saying
0: to you, I wanted Dean the entire movie to talk in the beatnik way that he was talking with the general. I wanted him to talk that way through the whole movie. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Come on. Hey there, Hogarth. <laughs> Want to hear a beat poem? Me and Allen Ginsberg
1: were hanging out. Yeah, no, that would have been too much, too much for me. But it's just amazing to me how this, yeah, I mean, you've got acres and acres of woodland. But this is a tiny town. And this robot is huge. It is a miracle. And especially with all the stuff he's throwing around. Like, first you have the power outage. Mm -hmm. And then you have the the rock and, and the car. Like, this is just a series of, you know... Farmers com- or farmers insurance commercials Well what
0: if I was thinking about it What if like the Iron Giant by throwing this stuff Was like preventing all of these robberies from town Like happening Like oh, th- yeah. these two guys are going Are about to rob a bank And the, the car that he throws just lands on them
1: <laughs> Even just like other like scenarios Like oh a kid's about to be kidnapped A giant boulder just rolls down the street Squishing the kidnapper <laughs>
0: I will say the destruction that happens to this town because you have when the iron giant jumps into the the pond or the lake, and yeah, which leads to Empties my favorite, out the reservoir leads to my favorite line from Dean, hey, yeah,
1: you're right in the middle of the road yeah. all, all right. right, honestly, as someone who grew up in a very rural area, that tracks. <laughs>
0: But when when the army comes, they destroy the town water supply because they they fire a rocket and destroy the town water tower.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The military causes far more destruction than the robot ever did. The worst thing the robot
0: does is destroy a train and, you know, empty the reservoir.
1: Oh, never mind. Yeah. I'd say they're they're both. They're both on par with each other at this point. I forgot about the train.
0: Yeah, but Kent Mansley he's setting off the atomic bomb. Uh, that, that,
1: that. That's your favorite Dean moment. My favorite is when um Hogarth is trying to convince him <laughs> to keep the robot in the junkyard.
0: Why? Because I've literally And then we have that, that hard
1: cut where it's like thirty seven minutes later and Hogarth's still in front of the door, like, Come on You know
0: that he can just tear down. But I've literally done that Let's to- be
1: honest, man, you really don't have a choice.
0: I've literally pulled that the dean where i've stood up said nothing and walked away oh yeah it's one of my favorite things to do does that make me a monster
1: no (laughs) kent mansley is the monster
0: oh yeah kent mansley is the monster because he he's willing to fake a child's death
1: yeah he uses that as uh impetus for the military to like take further action
0: in his brain, what, what's he What's he thinking? Uh, let's see. He killed a rodent. He killed a deer. Uh, he killed a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like a slot machine of ideas.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, hey, kill two birds with one stone. He was outsmarted by a child, and you know Kent Mansley is not going to let that go.
0: Oh, we haven't even talked about all the times that Hogarth should be dead. You could make a drinking game out of it yeah all the times that like the giant yeah
1: that youtube channel where doctors analyze like movies yeah like violent movies and they're like death death maiming death
0: well anytime the iron giant catches him or even catches those two kids
1: yeah they're not landing on like pillows they're
0: landing on iron (laughs) they're landing on steel which
1: we know really it's kind of misleading because he is not made of iron
0: He's made of steel,
1: he's not made of steel either.
0: He's made of metal. He's a metal man. <laughs> he's a metal he's man
1: an alien. He is made of something He's made of much stronger stuff. I guarantee space it. metal, yeah, yeah,
0: everyone should be dead. Oh, Annie Hughes should be dead when when uh he flies up in the heat from his rocket boots. Oh, yeah. It should have melted her face off. Oh, Dean should be dead? The only one who wouldn't be dead would be Kent Mansley, unless he got laxative poison.
1: It is possible.
0: Oh, no, he blew out his (laughs) (laughs) O-ring.
1: But so, yeah, so Kent Mansley, he... (laughs) He essentially initiates the launch of the missile. Yeah. Missile's about to come down, and then we have the Superman moment.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, when when he says, stay here, no follow. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you who brought up the fact that when the Iron Giant points the gun at Hogarth at the end, and Hogarth gets him to change back, he's probably gonna die of radiation poisoning either
1: that or Hogarth is getting some superpowers later
0: (laughs) yep he's gonna go full Spider-Man I still to this day don't understand how every single time Hogarth picks up a a piece of the robot it's that same screw it's the same screw that goes into his mouth because when it gets hit by the train
1: oh yeah that's right yeah I think it's a nice touch, though.
0: Yeah, it's still heartbreaking to know that, like, in Antarctica, our Iceland, Iceland, Iceland.
1: yeah, he's living in the ya- the, the land of Bjork. <laughs> Hello, Mister Robotman Shh, it's all so quiet. He's in. <laughs> he's in the band Monsters and Men now.
0: Yeah, he he's in Seager Rose. Living his best life. He's in Seager Rose with all of the other men from Reykjavik. <laughs> He's going to enter uh, uh, Eurovision. He's going to be part of Fire Saga.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I see you. There you are. <laughs> no?
1: Superman from afar. <laughs>
0: So, as we come to the end of this, is there anything we missed?
1: Nope. Nope. I think we pretty Do I much even need to it. ask
0: how many bagels? Uh,
1: you know it's going to be it's gonna be a full dozen.
0: Yeah, this is a 13. This is a baker's dozen. Yeah, this is I got to go with
1: Ebert on this. He was right.
0: This is one of the greatest films of all time. For the longest time, this was in my top 10 and got beat out by your name.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Uh,
1: Which Ebert probably would have also absolutely loved.
0: Yeah, well, the movie that beat out uh, Iron Giant for Ebert's favorite films of all time was Spirited Away. So yep. yeah, he loves anime. Yeah, um, loved anime, but yeah, uh, <laughs> the one thing we missed was uh, Hogarth just going, "I love you." <laughs> oh yeah, it's like God damn it, <laughs> damn it, Brad Bird. Who do you think you are, Pete Doctor? <laughs> the guy who made the up. Yeah. The first 10 minutes yeah. Of <laughs> But yeah. So, anything you want to promote?
1: Yeah. So, my friend Chris is doing a photo fundraiser, which is raising funds for a live performance uh, called Letting the Land Lead. It's a performance piece dedicated to conservation efforts. And so for every photo with the hashtag dancing in nature posted between today and December 10th, he's going to receive a $2 donation from a donor. So this is an outside donor. You don't have to donate money. You just have to post the photo and tag man on point spelled M-A-N-E-N-P-O-I-N-T-E and send him a quick message just letting him know that you posted. So it's very simple, very easy, and it's going to a great cause.
0: It is a great cause. And I have uh two other podcasts. Well, one's a mini series, uh, one's Gary Metstabby, and the other one is uh Hell is a Musical. You can follow that on Twitter at hellpod, or Hell underscore Pod, and on Instagram at Hell is a musical podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at W R T R B A G E L B S K T or at writers bagel basket podcast on instagram or you can email us writersbagelbasket at gmail.com and follow us and like us on facebook um give us five stars on any platform you use spotify etc and until next time sweetie thanks for doing this you're welcome i'm scott carlin bye